and welcome back to the Popcorn for Dinner podcast. Today we're discussing episode 4 of Winning Time Season 2. Jeez, we're like three episodes to the end of the season. Yeah, and I'm joined once again by my co-host, who, despite all I pay them, are just two more bitch-ass podcasters on the internet. Guys, it's Abuka and Christopher. How are you guys doing? <laughs> hey guys, Good, hey man. guys. Lovely to be back. I, I was watching the episode wondering where Mikey would pick out his intro from. I was wrong, but we'll see. <laughs> what, was it, what, was your, what was your guess? I thought you were going to say something about, uh, I don't know, like the contract, whatever. Oh, the contract stuff. Yeah. Oh, there are only so many lies but I can you're, tell. You're, you're better at this than me. Well, if I said I was paying 25 million for 25 year contract, the internet knows that's not true. So like, that's just, <laughs> I'm, st- I'm still trying to beat down this slave master allegations. Anyways, guys, how are you guys doing? Death row contract, 25 pounds for 25 years. <laughs> <laughs> One pound a year, that's fine. That, that makes sense. That's like a thousand naira. That's fine. Um, how are you guys doing? I guess we talk about episode four. Christopher, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How that great episode? I think this might be my favorite episode so far. Hmm. Um, yeah, uh, like I mean, I think I might have said that last week, but I think this episode is better. So, yeah, I like this episode. This episode starts with like strong energy. Obviously, I complained I didn't I missed the basketball last last episode, and like obviously it was an exhibition game this week, but it still just started with that. Kind of, and obviously, it gets the whole um, revealing the details of Magic's contract, which I, which that whole sequence I liked it a lot. Anyways, Ebuka, what do you think of this episode? This episode is Winning Time season two, episode episode four. Titled The New World Order, written by Max Bernstein, Rodney Barnes, and Jim Hecht, and directed by Tanya Hamilton. What did you think, Ibuka? Um, I liked the episode. It was decent. It was a lot more serious than almost every episode this season so far. And it really brought the rivalry between Westhead and Magic to a head. So, yeah. it's it's It actually seems like that might be more the focus this season than or I thought it would be, which is the Lakers versus the Celtics for that year. Should we, okay, should we, should we start there then? Should we start with Westhead? I don't know exactly when he gets fired. Christopher might know, but I guess maybe let's keep it, let's keep it a secret. I mean, it's not really a secret because it's on Wikipedia. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure it's very close. Like, I feel like okay, so if it's not next episode, I'll be very surprised. Or between okay, so the two episodes. My thing that I'm hoping is a surprise to me, so I won't Google it, is that I've always been under the impression that Westhead wins the championship before he gets fired. So, I don't know. I'm not looking at Christopher's face in case he gives anything away. <laughs> but we'll see how the season pans out. I feel like if he won the championship, he would have... Like, there would be more of a legacy of, of Westhead. We would know more about Westhead's name if he Fair. actually won two championships. I'm, I'm pretty sure he doesn't He doesn't get to that point. But we'll find out when we're recording next, by next week. Um, but yeah, let's talk about Westhead. I mean, Christopher, you and I have basically been talking about it for the past three episodes and we talked about episode two yeah but something is magic the villain of this story <laughs> um i think i guess it depends on who you're asking now you know everyone they say everyone is the villain of someone else's story so yeah. of course i'm sure if you interview westhead today you will say yeah but I don't know, like, Westhead comes across, across like a twat. Like, literally, as I was watching this, <laughs> I was just like, like, what is this? Literally, it just seems like an egomaniac. Mm-hmm. It seems like aloof, delusional, like, you know, um, what's that word? Um, um, 
grandstanding. Like, you're so, literally, like, everybody talks to is like, bro, you're the coach, man, relax. And I think that's part of it. Like, being a coach, I think everyone knows it, it comes, you're meant to have, like, the least ego, which I guess, uh, to be fair, I guess it also depends on, on like, your, your philosophy because all of the best coaches have, like, massive egos. Yeah. But I think it also depends on the sport as well because, like, in football that all of us watch, the coach, I mean, I think I think even that's kind of changing in more modern times. Like when you hear like old school coaches, like you know, Fergie had like a massive ego, and um, even Mourinho and stuff like that. But I think different sports, because in basketball, like the players are like the biggest stars, so mm-hmm. it's like you kind of have to know that okay, it doesn't matter how good you think you are or how like <laughs> or you know, like and bro, I swear they said the word system like five hundred times <laughs> this episode. It was like literally like the West Ham guy is like, bro, come on, man, like this system. It's so overdone, and you can tell it's wearing on everyone. I think obviously Magic is like the most vocal because what he's known for is like you know playing free flowing basketball, mm. like um um you know improvising and stuff. But you know, obviously the system is about being the right spot at the right time and making the right read all the time. So it's just like the Westhead just comes across like bro, everyone trying to tell you something, but you're so hell bent on doing it my way. That's as you know, he tells Pat Riley the same thing that yo, if I'm going down, let me go down, like <laughs> doing it by way. Like, I don't even care anymore. So, yeah, just to cut it short, I think he mm-hmm. just comes across like extremely twatish, to be honest. I mean, one thing before I go to your thoughts on this, um, we said obviously the basketball the players are the stars, but mm-hmm. he's on a million a year. I think maybe Karim's on a million a year as well at this point, but that's just it. So, he's the highest paid person in this team, him being Westhead. Mm. So maybe, like, maybe it is his team. Maybe he's the star. No, like, that. that that's the thing, though. Like, I think they rewarded him for winning the championship because even from season one, you see that boss was kind of, like, eager to impress, like, when you mm-hmm. bought the team. So it's like, I think we're just, like, you know, you just get swept up in, yo, this guy actually... Because I'm sure when, like, McKinney got injured, you deep down probably thought, oh, shit, like, you know, like, we're cooked. And then this guy takes over, they win the chip. So I'm sure it was in that summer, like after, you know, in the post-championship, you know, um, euphoria, he comes and asks for a contract and, bro, he just got you a championship in your first year. Of course, you're going to say yes. Yeah, <laughs> but, that's my point. Yeah, exactly. Does that make him Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, no, he's not the star. Like, it's just circumstance. Like, well, I, I, okay, like, what we like what we use it as, as a determination factor here. Like, Magic came, he they won the title and he got a bigger contract because he's the circumstance star anyway Ibuka, because the reason i ask him is the villain obviously i don't actually think he's the villain but i just mean like the way he's painted here like he's not buying into the system he's literally not doing the work he's like not being in team huddles he's not listening on the bench like he's being a child like his ego is really unsure in this ep- especially in this episode and i think like uh in a different story, Westhead would be the hero. Like, he would be like, he's the guy who's just sticking to his guns. He knows what he's right. He knows it will work. If he just, if everyone just buys into it, like, it might be different where it will work. It's like Pep coming with his quote-unquote robotic style. Like, everyone should be here, but you get to, obviously, Pep is, Pep is a diff- bit different. But, like, you get what I mean. Like, if there are some things in Westhead's portrayal, which I think, like, I've never seen, just, I'm a big fan of Jason Segel, but I don't think I've ever seen him do this. And I really like the way he portrays even just like Westhead on the dance floor just like this guy's such a like no like ew like I don't want to be your friend so like, I get I get that but I just be like in a different story the Westhead beats would actually work as the hero it's like stick to what you know stick to what you think is correct and it'll work out but anyway Ibuka, what are your thoughts on the magic Westhead 
Westhead is stubborn, bro. Like, you know, last week I was even somewhat sympathetic to him because I was like, you know, it's a poison chalice just being the coach of this team and everything, mm-hmm. blah, blah. The whole circumstance, as Chris said. But when he changed who he wanted to cut from the team because that was, <laughs> Jerry West that suggested was it, I was like, oh, okay, so you actually just, you just need to be the guy. Like, you, you don't even, ah, yeah, it was very. And apparently that's true. Yeah. That was very so. In fact, in fact, checking it out just for the listeners, that's true. But like, it did happen in that way. But I think it was in during training. I think Jerry West comments like, "You're gonna cut this guy right because he's not good." And at that point, Westhead was on defense, and because Jerry West said that, he's like, "Well, I'm gonna keep him now." Yeah. That was just that was that petty was just like, that was a different kind of. I was like, "Oh, that was a different kind of petty." Yeah, like I think. I'm on your side where neither of them are covering themselves in glory. Magic is mm-hmm. being a twat. Westhead is obviously a twat, but Magic is not helping as well. There's definitely times in this episode where I am very annoyed at Magic Johnson and like mm-hmm. him being petulant mm-hmm. and childish. But yeah, Westhead's ego is insane. And the thing is, like I think Chris was saying, when you're a coach, you want the star, you want the players to feel like they're the stars. Like you give them the platform to succeed. And you just have to listen to the players. That's just the truth. Like, if enough of them feel that what you're doing isn't working, you have to listen. If it was only magic, then, yeah, fair enough. I would be more on Westhead's side. But if the whole team is saying something, bro, like, you just have... Your job as a coach is to bring out the best in the players. Like, yeah. What did what they just all being child, um, children? Dumb. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Maybe. but, you know, like, you know how the saying goes, like, if they're going to fire anyone... They can't fire fifteen players. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we all like you said, we all watch football. How many times exactly. do Premier League managers lose their job because they've lost they lost it's the dressing room? Coach, I guess. And yeah. then like a new manager comes and all the players all of a sudden can't play for. I'm like, oh, you fuckers! Like you so so you guys knew how to kick a ball last <laughs> week. It's just that you didn't want to. It's like it's a magic thing. Like magic is not put. And it's funny because I I thought every single not every single sorry a lot of people spoke to magic this episode like everyone is trying to get through to him you have cooper you have cookie you have riley even boss they're like just like just believe in it just, and he's even kareem like he's he's just not listening I'm like how are you not getting what everyone is trying to say to you um mm. yeah i was gonna say i think the episode also i think they kind of paint it as it's like just magic against the system because we felt like there are players obviously it's going to be magic centric just because of the nature of the show but you, mm. you don't really get like a strong opinion from all the other players but i think i think everyone he speaks to has like different motivations and like they view magic in like a different way because riley I, I think if you notice with riley like there are two times like the first time where he actually does speak to magic and the second time where like he kind of just washes his hand i think riley can see what's coming like literally when he goes to talk to um Westhead the first time he's like bro we're going to lose our jobs and when mm-hmm. you know Westhead tells him yeah like I don't care as long as it's my way then the second time is when Riley to- you know Riley um actually now pulls Magic aside yeah mm-hmm. and tells him yo like come on like you can play better than this like all of us know then the final time is at the end when he's he, you know, he's trying to tell Westhead you know like just let him stew and then Westhead is kind of like, now nah, I have to do it. Like, he just lets him, like, you know you know what? Yeah. Why, yeah, like, I have it in my nose that yeah, I think exactly, Riley, like, <laughs> at that point, Riley's like, uh, you yeah, know what, okay. If, if you want to dig your grave, you know, yeah. go ahead. So I think, like, with Magic, thing is, 
the, I think his issue is more so like they're scraping by teams. Like if you see even all the scores when they win, it's like they win by one point, they win by two points. It's like even the Pacers, like, you know, when um Jack McKinney, McKinney yeah. comes in, like they scrape by by one point because the guy missed the shot at the end. So I think that's Magic's whole ordeal. Like, okay, your system is so great, but like we're barely, you know, but, scraping by all these teams. So I mean, we have the benefit of hindsight in that in fact that we know that like magic was right right like they're all going to come to Riley's going to come and they're going to play incredible short-time football everything's going to be great and like uh Westhead was stupid for kind kind of like break up showtime at this it's, it's weird it's like saying your peps you come into peps bar like let's just stop doing what we're doing at the start of it and let's try to do i don't know 90s italian football it's like why are you doing this now but if you're in the movement like Magic is not what's the word? Um what's the word that all teachers tell us when we're bad children? He's not applying himself. <laughs> <laughs> like like all the players have said that they don't like the system, but they are doing their jobs. Yes. Obviously they, they don't have the power of magic, but they are doing like Norm doesn't like it, but he's doing his job. Like Ku doesn't like it, but they are running to where they need to run and taking their shots. But magic isn't. And Riley says as much as like, why aren't you? Like you're just walking around and that is like I, I think it was Cooper that was saying it I think to the book that this is based on the writer of the book I was just like yeah Magic would just like say oh this is what you want okay so I'll walk to basically walk to the spot and shoot like he wasn't mm-hmm. exerting himself the way he needed to so like I don't know it looks it, it looks like yeah you're right that's I think it's dumb and we know why Westhead wanted to create the system because he wanted to make it his way and he wanted to go down his way but it's just like Magic could you have at least tried well, anyway, um, yeah, and then it, and the episode ends with him saying that he's going to talk to Boss about a trade, which was the first time a player had done anything like that. Obviously, now players all request trades nowadays, but back then it was magic. Was the person to ever say like to ever talk about being traded? Um, which I think is what will lead to the end of, because we know as people who are living in twenty twenty three that that magic out outlasted. Um, Westhead so we know that like so I think that's probably gonna, what's going to lead to Westhead's sacking which is weird because they're in a winning streak so that's interesting Um, yeah also speaking of trades Kareem flirts with the idea of going to New York which again I didn't I don't know I just did you know about that Jibuka? no I did not yeah Chris did you? nope that was yeah. the first time I heard of it yeah so apparently he did and he even like rebuffed some extension offers from boss them and then but obviously eventually he he stays um any final thoughts on the magic western thing or the eventual rise of riley rise of riley um yeah no i think we touched everything i guess the only thing i'll say like just to kind of touch on what you said was but yeah, well, it's twenty twenty hindsight, but at the same time, like they won a championship their first year, and Magic was more empowered. So it's kind of like you're trying to put a horse back in like stable after you know he's been allowed to run wild. So at the same time, I get like things like I get both parties. Like I'm sure there's a, there's, a, there's like an alternate timeline where Magic completely bites in, and like eventually by the end end of the season, the system is working perfectly mm-hmm. fine. But mm-hmm. even in that time, I just think that at least the way Westhead is portrayed, like his his ego would have managed to mess things up. <laughs> no, I'm I'm like literally he's just portrayed as literally because the one thing about Magic, like for all his faults and you know with the whole contracting leaking and how his teammates react, like he's known as a people person. 
And mm-hmm. I don't think we can say Western is a people person just with how he comes across. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. this is his friend he's brought in to be his assistant coach slash portrayed as a yes man. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking about the contract, like Magic is on record, even as late as 2022, talking about how like it, that really caused a rift between him and the players because they thought like they viewed him more as management now than as, as a player. Um obviously that coupled with the fact that he was so close with boss. Um, yeah. So obviously, uh, Oh, well, I guess I can say this for, for fact checking corner. Um, yeah. Do you want, do we want to move on from magic? Can I just say that sometimes mm-hmm. Riley overstepped his boundaries too. Sometimes he said some things. I'm like, our assistant coach is allowed to say things like this. Maybe I don't know. but Like what? I don't know. Like, so, I can't remember what, what exactly but i feel like there was one time where he made a suggestion at the start or something or west had wanted to do something and he was like are you sure and i was like it wasn't are you sure but he said something and i was like bro are you sure you're allowed to speak to the head coach like this in front of the players oh yeah i think it was on the bus it was on the bus when they were like going back and forth and it was like oh yeah and i was like people can hear you well it was to be fair it was west that i started shouting there yes and I guess Riley's own, I think Riley's own thing is that it's like, you fucker, like, do you remember when you were, like, you could barely, <laughs> yeah, you, you having an ulcer last, I like, saved you. I saved you, like, what are you doing? Like, you can't then, come on, relegate me, get a second, a yes man to make me, like, a second assistant coach. Like, we were, again, speaking of reset, they were like, yeah, that there was a point when, that Riley and Wested were, like, brothers. And then they knew the players, because they never, obviously, they never shouted in front of the players, but the players knew things were wrong when, like, it got to a point when Riley and Wester were not sitting together. And they were like, that never happened. Like, these guys were always together, always talking about basketball and shit. And then like, when they were not talking, to, when they were not sitting together, they knew that there was like, there was a problem there. And that, so, yeah, I think it's it, it's fact that like, Wester kind of ostracized everyone from Riley to obviously the players and all leading to his eventual downfall. The Mad King. <laughs> like, if, honestly, if we made, if the story was just about Westhead and losing... That's a that's a very interesting story of like power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. It's just like how did you just you called it a poison chalice, but it was also like you had the golden ticket. All you had to do was just, just keep on doing Riley. what you were doing. <laughs> yeah, just yeah, literally just like you have Riley, team. you have magic, you have your showtime, just do what you're doing already. But yeah, it's I think I guess because he was such a bad man manager. He wanted to, he didn't want to manage the men. He wanted to just create a new quote-unquote system and just use that. Like, because what you need in that system, in that situation is a good man manager, right? Like, you need, sorry, you need Ancelotti to come after Zidane, right? You need someone to just be like, okay, everyone just keep on doing what you're doing. If egos are going too high, too high, you kind of calm it down. You kind of talk to everybody, right? But like, Westhead can't do that. So his alternative was just to create an entirely new formation and taxes and like everyone just buys into this that way i don't need to like yeah appease people or keep people in check everyone just is like back to ground zero and it's like why why would you do that like your your rocket ship is taking off why are you not bringing it back for refueling what what, what are we doing here (laughs) just let it go um I was gonna say, I think like Wesley, I, I think I think why wouldn't we being so nice? Like he comes across like you know he co- he comes across like he's a madman except too. Like even some of the things, just some small things he did. Like because I was just thinking about it when you were talking about the convo on the bus. Like first of all, just having that convo on the bus in itself is just crazy. Mm-hmm. Then 
even when it was um when they went to um Boss's house and then you know, I think it was him, Bill, Jerry West and stuff. Yeah. And obviously like you're trying to talk. Even if, like and if you notice he had to get he, he got corrected like twice or three times. First time was when he said, um, this is my team. And mm-hmm. boss was like, no, it's my team, like, you know. Oh yeah, and oh then, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And even then another time when he tried to say that, oh, um, we're in this together. And boss was like, no, like, you know, like I'm like I'm the king here. Like all so I think he just got too far ahead of himself. And you start well, even Magic yourself. himself made that made that same faux pas with Boss, where he was like, "We're partners," and then we're Boss partners. is like, "Oh yeah." And then I know, but I think with Magic, I think he also realized because his face changed, like his expression changed when like he realized that Boss wasn't like giving it back, like yeah. I guess the way he expected. So yeah, that's another thing I would say. Like I think the facial work of this show is quite good. Like because even with Western, the way his facial expressions are just hilarious, like throughout the whole season. Yeah, no, the acting is really good. Um, I really like Jason Segel in this. Um, <laughs> should we talk about Westhead? And, not Westhead, sorry. Um, no, we'll not talk. Let's not, let's not spend more than two minutes on this, but just like Boss and Magic, like, partying together. Like, I mean, would would you not want to party with... If you're a basketball star, would you not want to party with Oda? Can you imagine um, who, who can we use now? <laughs> Josh Cranky. That's what I was gonna use. I'm trying to think of the player. I'm trying to think of the Arsenal player that would go party with Josh Cranky. Sally Abomeyang. <laughs> I was gonna use him as well, but yeah, just like. But actually, Saliba is even a better example because, like, he's so young. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Magic tells a story about him being 19 and going partying with Jerry Boss, like going to a nightclub with Jerry Boss. I'm just like, what's going on here? Also, even and obviously, Magic didn't drink. Even the fact that, like. He's at Jerry Boss's house and he's like, Oh, I've got these girls coming over. And Magic is like, what, 20 yeah. at this point or 21. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And Jerry Boss is, I think, 50, 51 around that time. So, but anyway, um, I don't want to get into the, the, the weeds of that because that would be, that's a whole different podcast. That's, I think that's a legal <laughs> podcast if we, if we start doing it. Um, yeah, I mean, should we talk about Honey? Honey, man. Christopher's favorite pop line. How? <laughs> I don't. Uh, all I said was that the. Uh, all I said was that for people who was getting to the show, there's an element of robots, and it was Magic and Cookie. I was. I was more so talking about. Who, by the way, she had. She had a great line in this episode where she was like, "You can't have the love, the money, um, mm-hmm. and the what was it." No, yeah, she said, I think she said you can't have the power, money, and you and know, the and the love. And yeah. then he was like, you know, I meant to get in the love from you. So Cookie, I feel like he was, was so insane for that, though. He was so <laughs> insane. Like he spent they spent <laughs> the whole <laughs> conversation having a serious conversation. Cookie was giving some solid advice, and he was like, "Let me just try." It's funny because he literally says, "I had to try." <laughs> like he literally <laughs> says, "Well, you know, I just had to try." <laughs> Yeah. Magic is hilarious. Like even the way he also like with this episode when he was like, um, "How's our boy, um, Virginia?" Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> it's like the guy just keeps on giving different names, like just to show. And I think in a way that's why I'm like, ah, even what this baby's doing is not good, Cookie, because it's like she knows what he's doing. Like this guy just tries to just keep on poking and poking and poking and poking, and and find like literally. Cause just imagine like midnight calls. You see Magic and and cook on the phone and she's basically dating this whole you know this whole other guy so 
I think that's an interesting plot line as much as Bankoli likes to downplay it. It's not I'm downplaying I think just because <laughs> I know how it ends. And I don't see... There's not much drama. Like, for the last two episodes, she's just been a voice on the other end of the call. Can I, can I ask a question? Is Magic happy with his portrayal on this show? <laughs> what, what what do you think? I'm not sure. Yeah, I doubt. They've all shut down this show. Oh, really? Like, I think from the beginning, Magic was like... Magic was like, you can't... You can't make um, a show about the Showtime about the Showtime Lakers without the Showtime Lakers, like without their involvement. Oh, fair. So I don't. He hasn't spoken like directly about it, but like he okay. talked about like the yeah. project before. Cause no, I think then he also released it like a documentary, he, he released his own documentary, which like, was recent. Yeah. I think last year it came out. Yeah. It was air around the same time as on Apple. Yeah, exactly. Air, and I think around. was it Apple TV? Yeah, Apple TV. But like, I don't know. What would he be angry about, really? Like, again, all of this is so, 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 so far, nothing, right? Yeah. But I asked because depending on how him and Cookie get resolved, then we might see, like, you know, pushback. Because they might pay... I don't know how him and Cookie are going to get resolved. All we know is that they get married and they're still mm-hmm. together. We don't know mm-hmm. if she was, like, an unwilling, like, ah, fuck it, might as well, you know, type mm-hmm. of wife. Or if he actually did ever fix up and prove to her that he loved her. Like, right now, what he's doing is kind of fair mm. game until maybe they get together and they still show magic fucking around. Maybe mm. even add some extra ones that she didn't know about before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything... No, I, the thing is that I don't think there's anything that she's not going to know about because, like, now, like, they're good. And I think they've even had interviews and stuff about how, you know, how my magic was back in the day. Shout out to and, understanding you know, women, man. <laughs> yeah, so I, I I doubt that there's anything that they'll show where magic will be shocked or where you know yeah. she'll be shocked. I think it's just more so like obviously no one wants to like you know relive that and depending on like how it comes across like you know how she's portrayed because like from so far I think she's portrayed as like she knows that he's on some BS. Mm-hmm. So like it's 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 not you know she's not being portrayed as you know she just doesn't know what's going on she's like starry eyes you know stand by my man at all costs mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. so I think um, if they go in that direction I think that's when you know your problem might be had because it's like you're making it seem as if you know she was just along for the ride or the money or something but um, I think maybe that might be a problem if that's what they do but if not I I I doubt that they will have like you know such a massive um, problem yeah and like. You said it because, oh, was it Christopher? They said they've done interviews. They've been married since, I think, 1991. So we're looking at, what, 30 plus years. So, like, I'm sure everything is out there in some way or the other, like in a book or in a TV show interview. So, like, they probably wouldn't need to make up too much. I mean, again, everything is dramatization, so things will be altered or whatever. But the hope is that, I guess, the bones will still be there. Um. So I said Honey was a composite character. And, like, kind of looking at... People are not really sure, like, who she's meant to represent. Because, apparently, Jerry Boss had two more sons with um, Karen DeMille. After he divorced, like, Joanne. That's the genie, Johnny, and... Mm-hmm. Jimmy? Jim. Jimmy, yeah. Their mother. And then he also had an on-and-off relationship with someone called Marsha Lee Osborne, who was nicknamed Poppy. So people think that's probably who... Um, honey's based on um i don't know i had high hopes for the genie Jer- um jimmy and john storyline but not much has happened since so i don't know because um, obviously we have one scene this episode 
and we have three episodes left in the season, so I'm not really sure where that would go. But you get what I mean? Like, that, that kind of f- friction, it's like that whole scene where he goes, you're not going to be dad's favorite son. You kind of were looking for some of some business machinations throughout all of that, but they haven't really developed that. So we'll see. Maybe there's a big three episodes left. Um, <laughs> I think right now, timeline-wise, we're, the, we're what, December 1991? Yeah. I just, yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah. about 82, 83, 84. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Anything, anything else you want to touch on that you haven't touched on? Before we go into fact-checking. Well, I was just going to ask you guys, like, what kind of coaches do you think that you would be, like, if you were a coach? Like, and, you know, let's... Yeah, like, okay, let me put it like this. Let's say you had, like, a crazy talent, like, you know... If I had one a magic, best, I'd have swung on him that time when I was telling him to get the outdoor. <laughs> so let's just like say in general, Ferguson. like do you like do you think you would be more of like a players coach? Do you think you'd be more of like a you know my way or the highway type of coach? Like what type I'd of have to be a players be coach. Yeah, like, I have to the stars. My answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I would yeah. be. It's just the kind of person I um like. It's not going to be the stars. I would be like a players coach. I would want to like, like for example, you know when. Um, I think it's episode two when Westhead is shouting at Riley for like talking to Magic on this side. Like, I would never do that. I'd be like, yes, please do that. Like, I would <laughs> fully be happy with like doing things. Like, I'm like, yeah, just go. I trust my assistant to go and like make the player happy. And honestly, I guess if like everybody was complaining about the tactic, I would have to like look into it. But it, it that's because of FM and how many. How many <laughs> Times I've been sacked from FM because the players didn't like my tactics. <laughs> I guess that's also what I'm asking. Like, you're, okay, if you're, let's say you're tactically f- flexible. At some point, don't you have to kind of like put your foot down? Because, I mean, players are always going to kind of complain about something. Yeah. So, like, what if it's a case where, okay, like I said, you have a star player or something and it's like every tweak you make, like, the player is not happy. <laughs> so, oh, no, I think you have to, yeah, you have to try, strike the balance where you're not just trying to appease every single person or one person all the time. But, like, it's like, I don't know, you have to make build that relationship so that you're like, okay, you know what? Just trust me on this. Like, just just go with me. Give me your all. Trust me. Let's all try and do it. If it doesn't work. It's like, it's almost like filmmaking, right? Where it's like, a director can just be like, this is what we're doing, whatever. Just, I don't care whether you agree or not. Or a director can be like, hey, here, explaining to you. I'm like, okay, look, just trust me. Do this. You might not, it might not feel right to you, but when you see it, it will look good. And if it doesn't, we'll try something else. Which is probably the kind of where, where it is where I think I would be on the second side of the like just magic, just like he never really spoke to magic and and Riley says that you don't speak. What is it? He, he doesn't you uh, doesn't say lecture. Yeah, you basically a belittle. Yeah, you belittle like yeah, you belittle. <laughs> if Riley was the one in this position in which he had a system and people were like Riley would be able to talk to the player, I'm like either see their point of view or convince them to at least just try the system. And he even mentions that like throughout preseason training, like they were not getting it. So however long preseason was, like for how many weeks, just nobody was getting it. You didn't even try to like, you just had, just kept on every day coming out. I said, that's terrible. That's terrible management. That's just, that's been a terrible Yes, I'm also coach. asking because like, I, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but like, um, from what I read about Riley as well, that when he eventually became the coach, I would say, I can't like, I can't at the timeline, but like at some points, players kind of felt the same way about Riley as well. That not that he was like, you know, a West Head and that he he didn't listen to players, but more that 
he also started to, you know, feel himself as the, you know, I, I'm the coach of the Showtime Lakers mm-hmm. and, you know, we like we played the most attractive basketball. So he started, so that's what I mean. Like, I think it's easy to say, oh, that's the kind of coach I would be. But then when you're actually the coach and everything falls on you, uh, it's like, what <laughs> do you think that you have like, the personality to resist? Especially, okay, let's say you guys are, are a really good team mm-hmm. and if it, let's, and you're there for a long time. So you've had success with like multiple, you know, iterations of the team and stuff. So if it now gets to a point where, okay, you know that you're a good coach and things have worked your way, but then what if now, like, you now have a team where they don't want to buy, you know, like the star player, maybe unlike the previous star players you've had in the past, he's not feeling what you're doing. So it's like, you know you've had success your way. Do you now cave to your star player or like tell him to or how to get in line? No, I think at that point, at that point, you have to be the star. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no, genuinely, if you're Phil Jackson and you've gone off two, three feet and some new up and coming starter is like, I'm not going to start. No, like, no, like, I think we're, I think we're giving very little respect to, to coaches at this point because it's like, there's a reason no, they've done what they've done. I'm not giving it to respect, but I guess I'm. I'm no, not necessarily you. I just mean as a society. Like, why are we just letting only the stars should have a say? No, not not that. But like, everyone knows it's a stars game. Like Phil Jackson, everyone like. I need to count the you know the knock on Phil Jackson as well. That I mean, it's easy. It's not it's easy, but it's like when you have Michael Jordan and Pippen, and then you now have Kobe and Shaq. Like, bro. Why don't you go and coach? I don't know. Let them not call any names, but it's like, go and coach the next guy and see if you can win three in a row. So I guess that's what I'm saying. It's like, obviously, coach. This is what sent Belichick like, to, to send no, Tom no, no, Brady. No, no. I'm away. saying because, okay, for example, like Phil Jackson was known as being a very good um, people manager, like, you mm-hmm. know, especially, for example, with the Bulls, Dennis Rodman, and how he could behave. And he, you know, he kind of knew that you have to just let him do his thing. But I'm just saying that at the same time, it's it all helps when you have that guy, in, you know, in MJ, who when things are difficult, you know. Yeah, of course, of course. And I, I don't think, and obviously, why I think we're using this case, we're using Phil Jackson as a straw man argument. But I don't think Phil Jackson would be like, oh, I could have done it without MJ. But at the same time, it's also like respect me for doing it, even if I did it with MJ. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. I'm trying to think. The coach also has to be lucky, like Phil Jackson had MJ. Yeah, IMG, maybe his system doesn't work. There's yeah. other coaches who maybe their systems don't work. With and maybe, maybe if, the right if maybe if one of the greatest of all time, Magic Johnson, bought into Westhead's system, it would have worked. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, there's probably an alternative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm agreeing with you. it that it goes well, but I'm just saying. For me, the only thing I say is that I think Westhead's his personality, I, I, the way it's portrayed, yeah. doesn't lead me to foresee like long term. Oh yeah, yeah I agree with you. Yeah, because I... <laughs> yeah, I think Phil Jackson that we brought up, he was known as, you know, being very, like, you know, low maintenance and, oh, you know, let the stars do their thing. But I think Wes said eventually it was going to end in tears <laughs> in some way, or, <laughs> like, in some form or mm-hmm, other. Mm-hmm. So, no, yeah, yeah. I agree with you. Okay. We're going to go to fact check in. Unless anyone has anything okay. they want to touch on. No, that's all for me. Um... I'm excited, I'm excited for the basketball. I, I, the basketball in the show is really good. It is. Like, I, it's so good that I never know when they, like, switch to real-life footage. Just because everything is so intricate and accurate. And, like, I just, like, okay. So, so is this a screeners thing? Or is this a season two thing? Because I don't remember them swapping so much between the show looking normal and then switching to, like, VHS type of... Oh, you need to go back and watch this, this one, month. then. 
You, was it this I, much? I think they're doing it less now. Really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because... Uh, yeah. That was just something I'm I to think. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm trying, I, I, I think it might have actually been less since season. Because, yeah, this episode as well, I noticed it, but I started thinking, like, yeah, I think it might have been less than since season one, to be season fair. Season one was yeah. a... Season one was a lot. I, I remember saying that, like, this show has all the directed. Like, it's just that like, everything is there. Like, it's just like Adobe Kid do it. Even, like, for example, the fourth world breaks are so much less in this season. Yes. Yeah. Than in season yeah, one. Yeah, Like, season one, they were, they were changing from, like, camera lenses and, and type of footage and grainy footage and home video footage and, like, just every other random time. Sometimes they're, they're throwing real image, real footage from the actual matches. This I think this season is m- much less than season one. I definitely think so. Um... Is there anything that you guys want to find out if it was actually real? Let me see if it's on my list of things I fact-checked. Anything that really surprised I know you? Some, and I know some things crossed my mind as I was watching. Now I'm trying to think of them. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's a bunch of stuff in this episode that I believe actually <laughs> happened. I'm trying to see if there's okay, anyone yeah, yeah. that... Oh. that no, I have some. Yeah. Like, did, did, did first of all, like, did the whole magic getting on the bus thing happen and then him, like... You know, um, not getting on the bus like why do I San Antonio because I think someone told bus about that that he would, he would, like see how bad it's gotten that um, he didn't want to get on the bus and then the second thing like what happened at the jazz game where he didn't get to the huddle like is that act, like because you know they didn't show if he, if he actually ended up getting in the game or not I like, think I think he went him. back into the game because we see him leaving at okay. the end with the players I think he went back into the game Um, okay, okay the okay. bus one first of all yes that's true Based on this, it seems like it was way more dramatic than what was even shown on the show. Um, oh, for real. So, but why did of... Magic leave the bus? Because he's because the coach said it's his team. Magic, I thought no, Magic was being it. Magic was being <laughs> no, like... no, 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 no. Like that's not what happened. Like he, 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 he got on the bus just as. Um, he was saying it's my team, not Magic like, fucking Johnson. Yeah, yeah no, I think it was like I'm, I'm not going to have to pander to Magic John, and then he now came. No, like, I think he said this okay. is my team, not Magic fucking whatever. Okay, so my own like maybe, wahala maybe. is that that's a completely normal thing for your that's coach the truth. to say. In fact, the coach can say it to your face. Yeah, maybe, but like it kind of feels like teams against him are now you know getting the boss to hear that i'm room. going to say something i'm going to say something i think westhead wasn't even hard enough on magic so <laughs> westhead was was a weird type was a weird type of egomaniac where i don't even think he was hard enough to back his chance like bro magic has told you fuck off many times by not coming to the huddle sit his ass on the bench or send him back to the locker room don't waste time begging him like if you lose the game you lose the you lose the game even going to talk to him in the closet after the game like bro the guy has said he doesn't want to buy it you sit to him and it's 25 million on, on the bench. Um, so they say <laughs> the boss did not actually happen. And then in one of the books about the Showtime Lakers called Winning Times, the author said the authors said um instead of boarding the bus, Magic walks across several lanes of busy traffic that slow off the court gate of his of his halting cars and buses. So this nigga is just walking across traffic, stopping cars <laughs> and buses, and stopped on a narrow traffic island. Right in the middle of the main thoroughfare of Houston International Airport, he plopped himself down right there, shut his eyes, turned his head skyward, and turned up his music. Which is a, like if that happened on the show, I'd be like, "This, this, this is not yeah. true. Why, you, why are you guys making drinking shit up?" That's insane, though. Like obviously, this is so random, but like imagine if like 
a guy got hit by a bus or something or like that. It's like, <laughs> do you know how mad that would have been? Like, that's just crazy. Uh, no, it's the one was the Utah one, right? Yeah, just like the um competition that happened on the bench or on the sidelines. Yeah, so it happened on the it was a competition, but it wasn't as like like he didn't threaten to go back into the into the locker room. No. Okay. So in Magic's doc, in Magic's memoir, Magic, um, these are his words. As I took the first seat on the be- on the bench and began mopping the sweat from my face, turn around, E, pay attention when I'm talking. This is Westhead. Yeah. I am listening, that's what Magic says. I answered. I really fumed. As soon as the buzzer sounded, signifying the end of the timeout, I got up and walked on the court where I stood for myself by myself for several seconds. Wester didn't even notice. Riley pointed it out to him. So basically, like a player just leaves the dressing room and goes to the pit goes back to the pitch like after halftime. <laughs> just by himself, just standing in the center circle. Guys, I I need to start doing things in my life. Because I feel like if you asked me about something that happened three weeks ago, I could not give it back to you in this way. Oh, you mean how people, have, people, how people have memoirs? People, yes, people who have memoirs, they're memoir. doing things in their lives that they remember very vividly. I've been, bro, even recently, I've been having things where there's a part of my, my life where I don't remember. And people are telling me bro. things from like, and I'm like, I <laughs> did not remember that that happened. I think it all depends. Though. Like, a playing career is something. Like, I, I think his moments, obviously, yeah. I've not read the memoir, but like, I think it's very easy for you to chart, like... Like, you forget a moment like and that. And you like, so, that, yeah. Yeah, and, like, Fair. also, like, I think some I think some years are going to ring, like, more vivid in your memory. Like, because, obviously, you know, like, I'm sure Magic now, he knows he was in college. I'm sure he remembers the year where they won the title mm-hmm. better than, like, maybe, like, his second year or something. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I'm sure for the Lakers, obviously, like he remembers everything, but, like, the key moments are, like, for example, when he hit, like, um, sorry, in game, was it six in, in his first yeah, year where six. he had to play, um, mm-hmm. he had to play center. I'm sure that's obviously vivid in his mind. I, I, I've heard him talk about how he how he called his dad before the game. My dad was like, you know, you have to go back, you know, to your days in high school. So, I think, I think, I think it's easier to remember. Because even me, like, from some, some high school stuff, I remember quite vividly. And then some other stuff, it's like, uh, you know. Um, any other things you guys wanted to find out if they were real or not? Um, the conversation in the equipment room was real. Like, Wester took Magic into the equipment room and basically spoke to him and then Magic came out Shit's to his conversation like, basically begged begged him <laughs> should have told that nigga fuck oh by the way like did Magic speak about that in, in like, his mem- like uh, that convo yeah did so he, he says in the memo he says um, is that all I asked no that's not all he said I'm tired of your crap you don't walk out of the huddle like that on, on me I'm sick and tired of your horse shit attitude which obviously they said in the show mm. um, I kept calm on the outside inside I boiled Finally, he jerked mm-hmm. the door open. I walked through the re- I walked through the reporters congregated outside the locker room. I knew then that I had it. So, reporters were actually outside. Um, by all reports, he came out and like, he kicked a bucket out of anger. Yeah, just one other comment. Like, thing is, obviously, like um, Quincy as well. I can him getting upset is easy to picture, but like seeing the real magic, I I, I find it very hard to like picture him getting angry. Like, just because we talks and we act, it's like, mm-hmm. try to imagine him doing all this, it's like, it, it doesn't really connect in my head, at least. Yeah, but, like, it goes back to the thing of, like, these guys were, like, professionals in the 80s. They were not nice guys. Fair. <laughs> like, they probably all looked nice and, like, Magic Magic himself could smile yeah. and was very good and everything. But, like, Isn't he probably was, he could have probably been an asshole if he needed to be an asshole. Like, he... 
There was no way he was. As in, yeah, but can you picture him being an asshole? No, no, like, I can't. I can't picture it. No, but I'm saying like okay, the so magic that we all know, as in what we see, that's always fine and everything. If he was like that all the time, he wouldn't have made it in the eighties. He just wouldn't have. It's just impossible. For example, I can picture Norm or the actor that plays Norm angry, but we've seen him angry plenty times. So if I see him like, on a on a normal day, I can't picture him getting angry. I can picture most of them, like even like um Kareem, like both the real version and like the picture. I can picture him getting angry or like yeah. you know being you know. But magic does really? seem like I can't I can't picture the real Kareem that I know. With the one that's on the show. <laughs> I was shocked when I saw her. You can't picture Karim. You can't pick you can't picture Karim angry. The way he is on the show, no. Especially the way he was in season one. I feel like Karim was I feel like Karim was born angry. <laughs> this is like probably got less angry with time. Um I don't mean that <laughs> oh, in any offense. I mean that actually in a positive way because he he knew what was wrong with our people. Raised raised the black power fist. Um <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, uh, as, as a good piece of rapper, when someone has any final questions, I like this episode. Um, yeah, like uh, Christopher, you said before we recorded that like some of the off-court stuff is even more dramatic than the on-court stuff, which is true. I think that was the case for season one as well. Um, I do want more from Genie, and I, I didn't know I would know one more from Genie going into this season, but like I feel like we're getting one or two episodes, um, scenes per episode, and I feel like there's something there. Like she's like a twenty-year-old. Who owns a franchise and is working like in the Lakers front office? Like, there's there's story there, and she just keeps trying to appease her father, but he, well, he's preoccupied. Um, oh, fracture king. So it, it wasn't like the show made it up that it was red that released the information. Yeah, but oh, okay. But it was someone on the committee, and the reporter said it was a league source, like a league. So there was always someone that did not like the deal. But it wasn't like, it's not a fact that it was red. Okay, so in my mm. notes, it was like, red is petty. But that was a very fun scene. And it makes yeah. sense that it could have been, it could have been red. Um, yeah. But yeah, I like that. That was a really fun, fun way to start this episode. Placing myself in today's episode, I am Larry Bird taking two drawers of a cigarette <laughs> before going out <laughs> to play basketball. Taking two drawers of your coach's cigarette, man. Oh, God. I am, Some. I am Cookie, trying to give your friend advice, <laughs> and they only want to hear right. their own voice. Well, just in this case, they, they only want to hear their own voice, and you just keep on rolling your eyes on the other end of the phone, man. Just like oh, you, you, can, you don't want fair. to hear what I'm what I'm saying here. <laughs> yeah, um, I'll say I'm Pat. I'll say I'm Pat Riley, man. Trying to save him. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> that feels so. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> Save everybody. I'm just whatever you've gone through. If you're if you're part right in this episode, <laughs> you get started started smoking again, bro. <laughs> you really like what. When Pat Riley looks at him with the cigarette, and I was like, I wish I could stop. <laughs> I wish I could quit. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, the oh. brace thing from stress is true. He actually wore a brace for five weeks because of because of Paul Wesson's stress. Wow, imagine <laughs> that guy suffered. Yeah. That's actually insane, man. <laughs> Oh my god! Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. Just quick question. Mm-hmm. Like, what did you guys think of the um sit down between Westhead and and um this guy Jack McKinney? Oh, that was cool. I mean, we didn't talk about that scene. That's actually we didn't talk about. Um, that was a great scene. Um, the show said that's that's dramatized. Although, like, the feelings are all mm. real. Um, that scene was kind of like the embodiment of. For me, of what's his face is pettiness. 
Westhead. Westhead? <laughs> yeah, like he just managed to just grab onto every single thing and make it mean the worst possible version of... Do you get what I mean? Like, it was like, whatever McKinney said, he just took it and was like, I'm going to make this. Like, when McKinney was like, I only cared about basketball, Westhead took that to mean, like, you don't care about basketball enough. Oh, yeah, like, isn't that what he was trying to say? Though I think that's what he was trying to say. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's what he was trying to say. Like, because for me, the vibe I got was this is like a sit down between you know mentor and mentee, and then yeah. very quickly becomes like apparent that the mentor doesn't have any use for like his former mentee. Like, look, so. look at you with your hair and your clothes and the whole Hollywood thing. Like, all, you're great. <laughs> so, so you were like, so you guys really as like he was like, you fucker. This is what you actually wasting your time doing, not as yes. like. Okay, yeah, fair. Like and that is all gonna come crashing down soon. So is that is that what happens when Pep comes to London for an Arsenal game? And he's like, look, look at you <laughs> doing Jersey, look at doing Jersey reveal videos, changing the culture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I also think it's crazy as well because like I think that's another thing about why um Wesley is where he is because like every time something like conspires to like prop him up, he ends up feeling worse because like going into the launch i think he felt positive mm-hmm. then after he didn't then like before the game like show the players go to go and dap up jack mckinney and then you just see what we said like on the bench on the sidelines by himself mm-hmm. just looking like damn like these guys don't love me like that <laughs> yeah they don't they <laughs> really don't <laughs> so oh then when, when mckinney's like <laughs> he basically calls his shots like let me tell you how i'm gonna beat you yep yeah expose you halfway and then fully disgrace you it's very it was very close exactly and also it's also wild because like after, like, I think, at least the way I saw it, like, you could see from, like, Wesley's face that he knew that he, like, got lucky. Mm-hmm. But then after, like, he now started basking in the glory as if it was, like, some great win and not them barely scraping And that by, his stupid know. assistant is like, the system is unstoppable. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it's, yeah, that's scraping against the, an underdog. The chick calls them underdog. Um, okay, I think that's a good place to end it, just under the our mark um any extra thoughts nope yeah, because i remember you i think let me just see, let me bring up your notes that you sent me <laughs> not enough magic sex scenes i i mean <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't necessarily agree yeah, but that, those are your we, words we haven't been to what's the name of that place zombos zozos Zazas. <laughs> we haven't been to <laughs> place from, season one. <laughs> yeah but i want to go there again is, is that place still existing in la <laughs> I know a few places like that in London. You can come down. Um, okay. I've, I've heard. Okay. I've heard of okay. places. I've never been because I'm because I'm scared. Okay. And I also go to church yeah. on Sundays. It's only open on Sundays, so and, and, I, and I'm in church <laughs> praising God, so I, I can't really go. What, what, to what's a places. perfect day? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I, oh God, I can't even imagine. I can't lie, right? Like I'm just. Let's just end the episode where <clears throat> on the insanity of giving like a young kid. 19-year-old from college, like... Jesus. <laughs> what? I think you have to edit that out. <laughs> yeah, we need to cut out. We need, we need to cut out. Every guy, I need to move that from the video. <laughs> that was the best. No, because think about a 19-year-old kid moving to LA in the 80s and 90s, all the drugs and like hip... Oh my God. Nah, I'm so sorry. I don't even blame magic anymore. Yes, I don't blame it. <laughs> that's that was that's a that's a hot take. That's a group chat group chat take. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that part. Um, 
Anyway, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you, Ibuka. Thank you, Christopher. Um, thank you. Four episodes done, three to go. It's I don't know based um based on Jeff Perlman who wrote the book, his recent tweet. It seems like there might not be a season three of the show. It seems he like said that they might not. Yeah, be. it seems like he's not doing the oh, kind wow. of numbers HBO wants it to do. Obviously, considering oh, there's been, shit. A, been a strike, it's not really been publicized by like the rights by the actors and everything. So oh, there's a so, show that would, yeah. that people don't even know yeah. it's back. For example. Yeah, to be fair, like yeah, even a lot of my friends have said that. So. Yeah, I spoke to people; they didn't know it was back, and that's because obviously there's no much promo, so it doesn't look like it's doing well. So it might be one of the things that Warner Brothers cut. So hopefully we we'll get season three, but if not, it will have been a fun ride. But for now, well, we're going to be here to the end of the season, at least for what we have. And yeah, join us next week, and we'll be joined by the one and only Daniel Kaluuya. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Peace. Oh, Christmas I buy this time. Nice. <laughs> Peace. I thought you guys called me out now. I had to save it.